Today's show is powered by Zvuni. The Zvuni app gives businesses free tools to start and grow online. They accept payments, build an e-store, and create mobile invoices in minutes. While the interview is brought to you by Zvuni, the guests and stories told are their own. Good afternoon. Welcome to a new episode of Dubai Works Business Podcast. This week, I'm joined by two very special guests, the founders of The Botanist Dubai. Uh, we have Ruby Giroux and Simona Sotiroska, who, uh, who met here recently last year, and they're going to tell us a fascinating story about how they met and the, and the, the company I had started before then as well. The Botanist is a plant-based, toxin-free, and eco-friendly home cleaning products. Uh, they aim to be sustainable through their packaging and their ingredients. Uh, this eco-friendly company launched in 2019, and it's growing into retail stro- stores throughout the UAE. On the show today, we're going to talk about the origins of the company, talk in general about the plant-based uh, trend that we're seeing at the moment, uh, and also what it's like to grow a business in the current uh, climate. Welcome. Both. Thank you very yeah. much. Thank you for having us. Thanks for coming in. We're, we're usually one guest and we're yeah. usually separated, but we're wearing our masks. Yeah. The people on the podcast uh, won't see it, but it's still nice to meet in person. Absolutely. So thanks for coming in. No worries. And we're smiling under here. We can't see it, <laughs> <laughs> we're very excited to be here. <laughs> Great. Uh, so yeah, so can you tell us a bit about how the business started? Um, yes, yeah. actually it started um, maybe a bit because I didn't found it uh, what I wanted on the market. I was doing a lot of sports. I was taking nutrition classes. And I just realized actually that the part that was missing the most was the healthy house. Mm. I was putting like way too much chemical in my house. And back in France, I was using like the black soap and natural soap to clean my house. So I just wonder what, why I didn't bring this habit here in Dubai when I move in. So. I tried to find that kind of product here and I didn't find anything similar. So I started cooking my own soap. You make your own soap at home? Yes. Okay. People <laughs> so might make cakes and buns, but you make, you make soap. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> do you need a garden or a kitchen for that? Um, <laughs> yeah, at first it was it was very small because it was just for me. So yeah, yeah it was in my kitchen, obviously. Okay. And um, at some point, like, yeah, I just started like, to please myself. Like I was like, Okay, how can I package this product to make it more fun to use, even if it was just for me? And then my friends start to ask to have some, and I they start to test the product until yeah. we find a version that everybody agreed that it was good enough to be sold on the market. So, okay. and what's your background, Ruby? Did you come from a product creation background or that type of line? Um, I'm coming from the fashion industry. Okay. <laughs> okay. I work in production for some big fashion house in France. Uh, okay. Before I come to Dubai. Amazing. So so similar in terms of branding, design, um, creating products that people can have an experience with and can enjoy. Yes. Uh, and why why is the focus on you know we hear sometimes of uh, people wanting um, better food products to to eat and live healthier and then also people maybe have creating different types of home products maybe for their children or things like that why about uh, cleanliness and why about cleaning things like like soap where, where did that come from um but actually back in france like all the mediterranean like country they are kind of used to the Castile soap or marseille soap regarding which country you are from and it's a very old way to clean our house and it's all without chemicals, uh, 
but now most of the brand use like fragrances, but I decided to play the game with essential oil, even if it was more costly, just because I wanted a real plant-based, a real natural product without any uh, chemical toxin or synthetic compound. So I really, yeah, okay. I really go back to the origin. <laughs> okay, amazing. So, uh, so basically that was your first product. And is that what you launched with in 2019, the soap? Yes, actually, I start with a small range of a multi-purpose kitchen cleanser, bathroom cleanser, and I play with the different smell of the product, depending on the room that you want to clean, wow. to create a better experience with the product. Yeah. Like, you don't necessarily want your kitchen to smell lavender, but you don't want your bedroom to smell like thyme and lemon as well. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, I play a lot with the aroma of the soap to make it more like a spa experience yeah. at home. Amazing. And Simona, where did you first come across the botanist and how was your, how did you discover So um, we, uh, I started using the products towards, I guess the first half of last year, somewhere around there when we met through just fitness and mutual acquaintances. Um, and I remember my husband Tom actually bought the products home because he was helping Ruby out with some digital marketing stuff through his um, through his agency, and um, he brought this thing home, and it was six products in this beautiful wooden box, wow. and he was like, "It's a cleaning product," and I was like, "How? What? This is beautiful! It was in these beautiful glass amber bottles, um, smelled amazing, and I'm I mean, generally in my everyday life, I I try to be, um, you know, try to live healthy, I eat healthy most of the time, um, exercise, so I live I live a you know." healthy, active lifestyle. And I just, I'm attracted to that kind of product in the first place. So I just, I've never seen anything like it in that category. Mm. And so we used it for a few months and I just really fell in love with the products. We both did. So it really made me, I mean, first of all, what's inside the bottle is just all natural. There's nothing bad. It's so, it was such a pleasure to clean knowing that you're not putting chemicals on your surfaces in your house. Mm. It looked amazing. Don't have to hide it under the sink. I kept it. We kept it atop on our on our you know kitchen tops, and um, and mm. we just fell in love with it. <laughs> <laughs> and it really made for me. It made the um, you know the art of cleaning just a bit more pleasurable. Yeah. It's one of those things that was a very like functional thing, and I found myself enjoying it more. You know, just taking more <laughs> pleasure in it. So um, we used it for a few months and. Um, Obviously, you know, doing a bit of work with Tom and, and just getting to know Ruby, we found that she was, you know, doing this on her own, doing a great job. The product was fantastic, but um, wanted, you know, a partner to to, to do it with. And yeah. um, and so one thing led to another and we decided to to partner and to do it together. Amazing. Yeah. I love that example of not wanting to hide the cleaning products yeah, that yeah, you're I mean, proud it's of gorgeous. them. Yeah, we should have put one right here, actually. <laughs> yeah. I think pe people watching the video yeah. will see the kind of B-roll, but your yeah. website's amazing. The products yeah. look really good. Is it is it premium? Is it something like designer soap and products, or is it more that you're trying to make it accessible as well? I think it's a happy middle yeah. between yeah. both, because... Yeah. As it is all natural product mm. with essential oil, and we try to keep the the price as low as possible to make it really accessible. Because I think it's something that every house should have because mm. it's so much better, like for your health, for the environment, for everything. That I didn't want it to put the price too high, but at the same time, because of the the ingredients, yeah. <laughs> it's a bit complicated. We don't, yeah. 
Okay, so if I'm thinking of purchasing everyday goods and items, uh, I might do it in my grocery store on a nap. Is that where you see the botanist products or is it more about people who are buying fragrances and candles and uh, different types of products for the home at, at different stages? So where do you see this in the customer purchasing cycle? Yeah, so it's a good question. So, um, I mean, functionally, the botanist and, and the cleaning products, are they're, they're clean, right? They are cleaning products and... Um, there's no, there's nothing taken away from the efficacy of, of what they do. Uh, we do, however, see the brand as more of a home care mm. brand, and not just a you know an ally in hygiene and cleaning, but really an ally in wellness mm. and living um, healthy. So, um, ally in living healthy personally. So we reach, we we are you know one of the we help you eliminate touch points from certain areas in your house as mm. you would from you know your diet and keeping yourself healthy, um, and. In addition to that, planetary health, right? Mm. So the sustainability side of what we do is hugely important, and it's one of the core, you know, um, drivers of, of what we do. So the fact that it's in glass bottles, which all come with ninety percent of the collection comes with refill options, so you're saving so many plastic bottles that you would, you know, get from the typical Absolutely. cleaning product. So we really want to, and we, that's how we want people to see it. We want people to see it as as not just a, you know cleaning product but really an ally and helping people live healthier mm. living better and really um eliminating uh single-use plastic so in very, every room of the house very sustainable yeah. and from, absolutely from start to yeah. finish and that's the whole kind of ethos of the brand 100%. So, so moving back to kind of last year um i, I read something that your your husband put up and you guys yeah. were maybe if you explain you guys were going to get married and then you decided that you couldn't, or you couldn't travel, and you can have the wedding you wanted. So you yeah. invested in this business instead. That's an incredible story. Yeah. So that's, I guess, sort of what I was saying earlier yeah. is that we had a, a COVID wedding situation <laughs> where we were, um, you know, one of the casualties of uh, uh, the year. So um, that obviously didn't happen, and uh, it just timing-wise, you know, everything sort of ha happened and and came together at the right time in terms of. When we met, um, obviously that happening, and then us finding ourselves in a position to, um, you know, to invest and to partner with Ruby on this yeah. um, wonderful brand. So yeah, that's it's really it's really a positive story out of the pandemic yeah. in terms of like it's very hard to find the business partner. It's very hard to kind of say who's who has shares ideas, who has shared views, yeah. and how you kind of do business together and things like that. So how did that sort of uh, carry out? Like what? what happened we're a year on now uh how, what's happened since i think it kind of just happened at the right moment because we were working on the uh, incubator project with Spinny's, mm. and at some point we end up this like, is Spinny's incubator product for uh for specific startups or how does that work um actually it was a they launched that during the COVID to help small businesses to grow and yeah <laughs> stay alive yeah. <laughs> with the whole situation and actually, yes, we passed all the rounds. And at that point, I was still doing the soap in my house. <laughs> and it was just not possible, like, on a production point of view, but on a, all the marketing, strategy, uh, finance, uh, everything, I wasn't able like to cover everything. And I think there's something more... Um, how can I say? Sometimes my English, sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm searching for my word. But there's something more... Um, more fun to have like partner instead of having just employee because we share the same passion actually yeah. and hmm. we are like on very different fields so we're very like complete complementary skill sets yeah. Yeah. yeah 
yeah. com complement each other. So yeah. yeah, yeah, I think it it, it works in just, that way. Yeah, it yeah. was just a easy uh, and it was actually yeah. <laughs> speaking of you know the, the timing and and speaking of that the Spinney's incubator, which is a really amazing initiative. Actually, it was really timing was it was great. It was a great um, initiative to support local business so, and. At the end, it was about 22 brands, 22 local brands that basically got accelerated to spinny shelves, um, of which the botanist was lucky enough to be selected as one of the finalists. So yeah. that happened just as we sort of, you know, formalized, let's, let's do this together as a team. And I don't really think we realized all of what that entailed <laughs> <laughs> in terms of scaling and what actually needed to happen for yeah. us to go, you know, from Ruby's Kitchen <laughs> and something here and there and doing a few online sales to making it to the shelves yeah. and from, you know, from paperwork and licenses changing and um, getting a manufacturing facility, which we now have, and we've been in for a couple of months in um, DIP1, um, to obviously production-wise scaling from X amount to, to up here to be to meet the, the orders. So I think we were, you know, kind of went into a very, very excitedly and yeah. then soon realized that, oh my goodness, <laughs> we have so much to do. And it was our, you know, we were kind of chugging along doing what we needed to be done. And then at some point realized, okay, we might not actually meet this deadline. So let's just, <laughs> let's just chat to Spinners who have been super supportive throughout this whole process. They've been an amazing partner. And let's which, which part of it is, is hard for people who don't understand? Is it because mm -hmm. the distribution contract is so big or is it because there's extra things that's needed in terms of, uh, you know, quality of projects, checks and things like that? Um, everything. <laughs> Honest, <laughs> right. It was, it was, yeah, from getting a different type of business license to um, getting a, you know, a finding, first of all, a warehouse um, and then moving into the warehouse um, to use as a manufacturing facility to um, production, obviously, scaling up from a small amount to relatively small amount to what was obviously much, much, much higher. Mm. Um, operational side of things, just everything yeah <laughs> um so it was you know it was it was a lot of scrambling i, I would say yeah and then but the yeah. time was very short as well because it was from, a very yeah from the it moment was. spinnies like say you're in we had like about like a few weeks, weeks wasn't it yeah so imagine everything yeah. done so yeah. yeah like ordering like all the raw material that we even, need, yeah. Uh, importing. Yeah, we didn't uh, even have enough of the raw material. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, So, so we went to and the, the and the logistics around COVID of imports and exports were slower as well. There was a lot of delays. Yes, it was a lot. Yeah, there was a lot of learnings in the first few weeks. Yeah. We were like, right, here's what we're not going to do again. It's great that you're laughing about it because yeah. it, it feels as if it, it's it's the hard bits over. Yeah, but it not. was interesting dynamics, isn't it? Because we just started working together, you know, yeah. professionally. Um, it's not like we knew each other super well before that so there yeah. was quite a lot of elements that were brand new to both of us so we were just kind of navigating our way through the whole thing um, but then at some point we because um, basically what happened is basically everything went wrong right as it does at these early stages of, of getting a business off the ground and um, one of the major things that happened was la the labeling machine that we were waiting to arrive just didn't arrive so <laughs> prior to that we were manually labeling everything okay. and um, which is obviously not practical for a large amount of bottles. Um, but there's a hand touch, so it's... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> Handmade to the end. Um, so so we just said, look, let's go to Spinney's and let's just ask them for a bit of an extension in all of our naivety of, you know, not really knowing how this game works. <laughs> and um, they 
not because they were being unkind, but because it simply couldn't be moved. They they told us it's it's just not possible. We have a launch. You guys are, um, you know, I don't know if you you, you guys have seen and maybe we can show this while we're talking about it, but we had a really nice gondola at the end of the aisle. So that was all in place. Yeah. Um, and they couldn't move it, right? Um, so now knowing this, we absolutely had to make this deadline. So we literally got people come in and manually label yeah. overnight. hundreds of overnight. We were there until the early hours and we got it at the door, didn't we? Yes. And they were really accommodating actually in sort of reducing the initial numbers. But um, yeah, also these sorts of things just have been amazing learnings and yeah. things that we know what not to do going yeah. forward. But yeah. It's a really good story and it's a good story from a Spinney's point of view as well to support local businesses mm. uh, and to pick businesses that are here. And it's just part of this kind of to buy sort of ecosystem as a as a business capital with homegrown talent, um. But can I ask you a question? You know, um, in the in the importance of a distribution partner in this day and age, uh, how important is it to be in the bricks and mortar store when we see so many people sort of uh, e-commerce is on the rise, drop sh- shipping companies we hear about. Um, how important is it, and how important has it been to your, your kind of bottom line in the last year? Well, I mean, I think um, I think part of it is category dependent, right? I mean, we, you know, that you could make a case for being, you know, pure e-com uh, business and, and really focusing on that, which um, which very much works for some brands. Mm. Um, we think it's important to also be in places where uh, people still shop. Obviously, I yeah. mean, it's 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 the kind of product that you do pick up on your weekly shop. So we want to make it easy for people to actually, you know, make the switch to a, a, a better cleaning product. And yeah. um, we focus on, we do have a quite a heavy focus on, on our, you know, direct sales through our website and e-commerce. Um, through those, we mostly focus on the um, starter packs, which is really a, you know, one-stop shop for changing all of your home cleaning products to a toxin-free and sustainable range. Um, whereas in the supermarket, I might be someone picking up one or two products and, um, it's maybe like a easier, smaller purchase, but we definitely want to do a combination of both because it's yeah. important for us, I think, to be in places where people are as well. Absolutely. Um, for, especially in the category that we're in, you know, we yeah. are the kind of product that you, you pick up in your weekly shop. Yeah. Um, and then on top of that, I mean, we, we try and do as many physical events as, as we can as well with the time that we have. So we've been doing, um, right market on the weekends. Um, that's, Super important, I think, at this stage as well to be in front of people, to be engaging with them, yeah. um, to get that direct feedback, and um, as a local brand, especially. Yeah. So um, for us, both is is very important. Sounds wise, just more yeah. work, just more things. More to do. work, for sure. <laughs> but but obviously, also when you have an opportunity like like Spinney's come yeah. along, we're not gonna we're not gonna say yeah. no thanks. We're gonna do e-com. Yeah. And do they, is it that they're they're helping you have yeah. the source space? Are they are, are they actually kind of providing what sort of support do they provide as well? Do they provide funds? Do they provide uh, you know mentorship? Do they provide yeah. marketing? Yeah, they've. Uh, I mean, as a whole, the, the program does. Um, so it essentially eliminates the uh, listing fees that you would usually pay um, to get on the shelf in the first place. How competitive is that? Um, is it expensive or is it competitive? Um, in your to category, get on, yeah, to get on the shelf. I mean, generally speaking, it's expensive to get on supermarket shelves, okay. um, especially at the stage of the yeah. the business that we were at, right? So to get the opportunity to get on the shelves um, as part of that program is just incredible. So um, there's that, which is um, which is you know financially, it's amazing. Then there is mentorship. Um, there's like I said, they've been super supportive, so they've been you know guiding us through various stages of the process as well. Um, so there's quite a few elements yeah. in there, yeah. and uh, you know we do have some. 
upcoming... Um, as mentioned at the start of this episode, Dubai Works is powered by Zbuni. Method by Cat is a unique form of exercise designed to sculpt, tone and transform any body type. It combines all aspects of training the movements and is suited to every fitness level and age group. Method pivoted to online workouts during the pandemic and thanks to the help of Zbuni, the leading app for digital payments, the fitness platform continues to run successfully on Zoom. Um, plans with them that we hope to sort of expand on what we've done so far and, and make the product even more accessible and um, and build on what we've what we've started. So Amazing. yeah. Well well done on that. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> yeah. like an ordeal. Yeah, no, it's been an yeah. incredible start. Ten it? years in one maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in terms of achievements. Amazing. Yeah. Can I just go back to the kind of thesis for the company and how, where did the name the buttonist come from? Um actually it it was before because I was like playing with plants and yeah. essential oil, herb, flower and everything that yes. it made sense. Yes. And and talking about, you know, um, plant based products and even in regards to distribution, you know, Simone, you mentioned that people are on their weekly shops and mm. now they are looking for organic products and plant based products mm. more and more. We've just com- I, I personally just completed a, a month of plant based yeah. eating for veganery uh mm-hmm. and, and just so more people are so more consciously aware of it um how do you see that opportunity like how do you see the sort of plant-based craze that we're that we're experiencing at the moment at first when i start doing that kind of soap it's i think it's because i'm really old school it's nothing to do like with the trends or anything mm, yeah really more about my personality and i i have to admit that I think I come from a really like hippie family, <laughs> so, <laughs> so and I know like even as a kid, my mom was really into like everything plant-based. And if I look at my cousin that has a big blog in the USA about like plant-based product, uh, she has like an organic farm and she's yeah. growing her own like vegetables and everything. So I grew up in that kind of environment. So for me, it's not like a trend. It's not anything new. It's really something that I grew with. So. It was, it was natural for you. You weren't yes. sort of trying to see a, a gap in the market or trying to be uh, catch the latest trend. Mm. No, it's really like, yeah, it was something like normal for me. And as I live in France for many years, it was some product that I was using back then. So yeah. I just wanted to come back to my roots. Yeah. <laughs> finally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, um, yeah, and to, to add to that and to your point, it's really, there's nothing sort of, you know, on trend about about the the essence of the product it's actually going back to sort of the roots of soap making because yeah. castile soap um, for those that don't know is basically it's an ancient way of making soap which is a vegetable oil base a reaction with distilled water um, cooked in a certain way and then it, it creates um, soap <laughs> yeah so it's actually just going back to basics in a way right yeah. so there's yeah. nothing sort of as opposed to how are the kind of more commercial soaps made well uh, <laughs> actually it's more a blend either a synthetic compound or chemical compound which is even worse so yeah yeah now it's because it's much it's a much faster production method and less costly method as well because it's just like a chemical that you blend blend mm. for 20 minutes and then you can pour in the bottle and your production is, is done Cassie soap it's very traditional, so you need to cook the soap for a long hour until you get the reaction, you get the good texture of your soap, and then after you need to dilute it 
the soap to make it liquid and everything. So it's a very long process at the end. But I think it's kind of rewarding yeah. as well because yeah. it's more like, yeah. For, yeah. for me, it's a more normal process. Yeah. yeah. And more fulfilling. And in terms of, you know, uh, a lot of people talk about uh, a vegan lifestyle in terms of plant-based everything and, and things like that. And it naturally kind of allows for people to have plant-based food, but also plant-based cleaning products and mm. uh, more aware of that in the home. Are there your, there your customers? Are your customers people who eat uh, plant-based food or is it a mix? Um, no. Uh, see, and this is the thing with the plant-based you know, craze. <laughs> okay. right. I think plant-based movement is super positive and yeah. I think there's so much more awareness um, of it now and I think that's got massive health benefits, obviously mm. massive environmental benefits. Um, but we almost want to not you know, stick so much with, with the plant-based thing because... <laughs> The, the product is is natural it's toxin free it happens to be plant-based because that's what makes that's how the soap is made mm. um but it's re it's not for you know vegans necessarily although it is vegan mm. <laughs> it's for anyone that wants to reduce toxins in their life that wants Amazing. to clean with a natural product that yeah. wants to be sustainable and reduce single-use plastics in um, in their everyday life, you know, I think sometimes that category is a bit neglected with yeah. um, I certainly before I started using the products it was I didn't think too much about it, if that makes mm. sense. It was just like, I buy this, I buy that. I, I bought the Very eco quality. stuff, um, obviously, but it was still still in plastic, still actually you don't really get a full ingredients list, so it was difficult mm. to really know what's in there. And in certain categories, it's really easy to greenwash with the plant-based label because yeah. just because that's there doesn't actually mean it's natural. The way that it's made and manufactured can sometimes mean that it's not that good for you. Mm. So it's it's for everyone. It's anyone that wants to, you know clean better, be more sustainable in their everyday life and yeah. um, care for their health and their, their home. Yeah, and the environment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in terms of uh, the bigger companies and the bigger brands and your competitors, mm. how are they adapting to changing consumer uh, trends? Are, are they the, the consumer packaged goods? Are, do they have a, a competitor to uh, the botanists, to your products? Well, I mean, I think there's um, there's obviously uh, international eco sort of green cleaning brands available here. Um, so they would be, uh, you know, obviously they would be our nearest competitors. Um, they are, we, you know, they're quite different from the offering that we have in that, um, you know, our packaging is in glass, first of all. Mm. Our, what's inside our bottle is literally has three or four ingredients, so it's completely completely natural mm. um we obviously locally based so we have we have a platform to um i mean obviously we have ambitions to take that into other markets but for now we're we're just local um and we have a platform to really um take things even further from a sustainability perspective and really drive behavior change so mm. one of the things that we are really focusing on is refills right so refills we already have and they've been there since the start basically they're available on on the website and they come in a, in a one liter which is concentrate um so much much lower waste than you would find on on the shelf with our, our competitors um but what we've done and we what we're continuing to do is um pop up refill stations so nice. someone can bring the bottle reuse it um we've been doing those at right market and we plan on continuing that and um establishing permanent refill stations as well with some of our retail partners so mm. um you know we're we're in a position to really um to really help people, you know, drive, make it easier for them to to live more sustainable, make it easier for them to refill. Mm. Um, and I mean, we we think the product, as it stands, is is just the, um, 
a healthier, yeah. more sustainable alternative. So interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm going to ask a question around uh, different home care products, but mm. just specifically on the cleanliness aspect mm. uh, and the pandemic. Did you mm. did you see an uplift? Uh, we, we were speaking a few weeks ago to the founder of Glamazelle, and uh, most of her product lines as an e-commerce was makeup and uh, color cosmetics. A new term mm. I learned, and that was about <laughs> eighty or ninety percent of their product pre-pandemic of their sales, and then after it was all to do with uh, uh, cleaning products, all to do with um, soap and facials and all that, all different products like that. Mm. Did you see that? Did you see people wanting to sanitize more? Did you see that sort of uptick? Actually, what I noticed the most is, of course, people were at home, so they get more sensible about what they use. Especially in Dubai, it's super easy because uh, it's my nanny, my uh, home helper will clean and she can choose whatever product she likes and that's it. But now that people were more at home, they were more sensible about what they use exactly in their home mm. when they are physically there. And same as the kids were at home as well, most of the mom, I think, gets more sensible about what is used around their kids because most of the cleaning products, you say, okay, change the room while mommy is cleaning. And you shoo your kids away, mm. which is not normal at the end because it shouldn't. You shouldn't feel like triggered by the cleaning product that you use. It should be like something to help your house to be clean and healthy. So yeah. yeah. So that's that's yeah, what's more exactly. important. Yeah, I think that, that's right. I think that, like you said, there's obviously such an increased focus on on cleaning. Obviously, we're spending so much more time at home. Um, but to your point, I think it's really made people think about. What am I using to clean my home actually, and and can I find something better? And um, that's a great thing because it's I think it's drawn people's attention to the fact that um, you know there's also a difference between cleaning and disinfecting. For example, you don't um, I think the notion or the belief that you always need the really harsh cleaners to clean the houses. People are realizing that that's not necessarily the case. There's mm. a place for them once in a while if there's something really that you need to um, disinfect. But for day-to-day -day cleaning. Soap-based cleaners do just as good a job as breaking down um, bacteria and viruses, and this is something that um, there's actually been a lot more content on. Uh, I mean, for everything, obviously, in the yeah. last year, but even for cleaning content, you know, there's yeah. so there's people more are, awareness, and exactly more awareness happen, and education yeah. about what's um, okay to use, what's effective. So, um, which is which is a great thing. Yeah, and what, how do you plan your product lines? Uh, I, I just uh, read recently that uh, a kind of a, a organic home company in the US uh, is it uh, the white company mm -hmm. that they're listing on the stock market and they started out with I think uh, one product mm -hmm. uh, and then whatever their customers said they kept on making more products on the on the like you mentioned some other on being a home care brand so mm. they might make bedspreads they might make uh, things uh, they might make cleaning mm. products and, and things like that is that how you view it is that your range can be very wide yeah, I mean, I think the fact that, um, as I said, we, we want to be a home care brand. We don't just want to, you know, pigeonhole ourselves in, in the home cleaning category. But one thing we do do um, very well is listen to our our customer base. We They're already, it's it's really interesting because the brand already has, has so many advocates. Yeah. Um, and they're really vocal and they we, we love engaging with them. And whether that's on social media or, you know, places like the right market or anywhere, and we listen to to our customers on um, 
uh, to things like surveys, which we do regularly, to just engaging with them on, you know, having a chat on social, um, which, you know, at this stage of a business you can do as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, um, and you know, through things like talking to them. So we're already getting a trend in terms of requests for the type of products people would like to see next. So this yeah. is the kind of stuff we, that we go, okay, that's actually going more into this category, which is interesting because it's it's um, deviating away from the home cleaning, but it's mm. going more into, again, home care, which is very much aligned to what we want to do. So um, listening is, is certainly a key one. Yeah. Yeah. So could would you like, would you be making the buttonless uh, furniture, for example? Um, <laughs> no. no. <laughs> okay, there's a lot. <laughs> but we do have some accessories, yeah. like some little brushes and cleaning yeah. cloth and things like that. But, uh, like, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> we just got in the No, but obviously things that make sense for yeah. for the brand. But again, it's it's um, within the home care, even you know, eventually personal care is is. Yeah. Um, you know, to your point earlier about competitors, I really don't think even if we look on a on a global stage, I really don't think there's a product like this in this in this category. It's mm. um it's like a beauty product for the home, you yeah. know, and it really is different. So I think it lends itself to um to various directions, obviously within the core of what we yeah. what we want to do and, and always within uh, rooted in sustainability and and, and driving that forward because that's yeah. what well, that's the core of the brand. Interesting. Yeah. Um, the honest company, I got it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, and then you know, talking about this region, like, are are you optimistic about uh, the region as an emerging market? Like, how do you view uh, the region? Or you know, are you one of these companies who kind of says UAE is amazing? We've got a lot to achieve here. Let's focus on here, and then let's see what happens. Um, we certainly see a lot of potential in the region. Definitely, we've um. We're already seeing requests um, from other regional markets, which we definitely want to mm. tap into. Um, so we, we certainly want to service that first, but um, we also want to explore other markets for sure. So we obviously we're a homegrown brand. We want to make sure that here we establish things really well here and, and do you know the best that we can. Um, we'll then look a bit further afield within the region and then... Yeah. World domination next. <laughs> Who knows? What, what so yeah, so a lot of people when they're talking about building companies in Dubai, they often import uh, goods and things like that. And you mentioned earlier that manufacturing the goods here is something that you have to do as part of the business. Is, are the products 100% manufactured here? How do you go about that? Actually, yes, the products are 100% manufactured here. But yes, of course, we have to import all the raw material because we don't find it here. Um, one thing that we try to do as much as we can is source in the nearby countries as much as we can. Like, for example, like the coconut oil is from Sri Lanka. Some of the essential oil are, are from India. We try to, when possible, to stay like as close as we can to minimize the carbon, carbon emissions yeah, exactly. and everything. But yeah. So, so there are some raw materials that for your specific products that aren't available or produced in the UAE. Mm. But if they were, you would you're looking at that sort of uh, of having the raw materials and the manufacturing here. Yeah. yeah so, um, yeah, just to add to that, I guess I mean manufacturing uh, will always remain here um, as long as we operate in the UAE. Um, so that's that's obviously not going to change. But the reality is that some raw materials um, are just are not made here. So we do have to um, have to bring them in. But um, as she said, the majority of them are from as close as possible. 
um, and through our, you know, we, we try and minimize our footprint through through other practices, our uh, from our production process to, um, you know, the refills that we offer through other elements of our uh, mm. manufacturing. And uh, so that's amazing. Yeah. You know, a lot of people, uh, uh, you know, a lot of people listening to Dubai Works have heard some stories of, uh, you know, building materials companies and others who uh, in the 90s set up here and proved the common uh, perception that UAE can't be a manufacturing hub on the same uh, price point and the same quality as other regions. And it, it's great to hear a startup that's, you know, not Im- importing from uh, other regions and manufacturing here. However, <laughs> how do you go about manufacturing? Uh, Ruby, are you still hand making all the soap mm-hmm. or do you have a team or how do you kind of scale that? Uh, right now, we have one employee that helps us with the bottling all the, the soap and everything because yeah. at the end it's very uh, a physics job like yeah. <laughs> because it can be like quite heavy like the jar like that we use like to pour the soap in the bottle uh, we, we don't have like it's not like all fully like automated or, or anything so yeah. even like for cooking the soap it's the old-fashioned way and everything so it's still like very a, a manual process but yeah, now we have employees. It's labor intensive, so to make all the products very requires... Very as well, yeah. yeah. yeah it's very, very uh, manual, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but obviously, so we're good for now up until a certain level of production, obviously, but as things um, hopefully continue to grow and scale, then we would um, obviously need to look at ways that we automate some of those processes and, and just increase production and... Um, yeah. But I think we're, we're good for another wee while You're good in the for current now. facility yeah. that we are. And if yeah. you had more demands uh, from Spinach, if you want other mm. contracts, then you'd obviously have to kind of uh, increase the production. Of course, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we, we increase production as um, based on our forecast and based on what's needed. So, mm. But in the facility that we are, we're, we're able to increase it by a significant amount more mm. before we would need to mm. you know, look look further. Yeah. So we're okay. we're good for now. Interesting. Yeah. And in terms of investment appetite, is this something that you take to investors? We we hear a lot about people being uh, environmentally aware with their investment decisions now in startups and things like that. Is that what you're seeing in this region? Are people looking out for these types of companies and to support them and to get involved at an early stage? Um, I wouldn't say we've had any um, personal experience with that. I mean, we're trying to build the company together with um, the you know capital investment that we do have. Yeah, and um, try and make it profitable and, and, and reinvest it, in the business. Ex- exactly. So that's our that's our current approach. Um, so I'm, about the wider you know um, state of affairs from that, I'm not sure. Mm. Um, I don't have any personal experience with that. But mm. um, yeah, who knows what will happen down the line? But for now, we're trying to make it work with uh, what we've got. <laughs> okay. Amazing. And um, you have a beautiful website. Uh, how people can, you know, if people aren't in spinnies or if they're still staying at home, yeah. uh, and how do they get in touch and how, and what would you kind of recommend if, if they haven't, um, if they haven't invested in home care and they haven't bought a, a, a kind of a product like this, um, do you have a kind of a starter pack or do you have one product that you recommend for them to try? We do have uh, two different starter packs. We have a, big one with six uh, products inside that include a, a wood duster and a wood wax for people who have a lot of wooden furniture at home. Mm. And we have the smaller version that is more like about just a multi-purpose kitchen, bathroom and floor Okay. for people that doesn't have that much wood at home, okay. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> and um, so, yeah. So and what sort of price point are those, are those items and how long would they last? 
actually they uh, are much clean. <laughs> yeah, they are much clean, but the the products are very effective, I would say. So you don't need to put that much on the surface to yeah. clean it. So just like one or two mist and it's yeah. fine to clean. So yeah, the yeah. products they last for a yeah, very long. I mean, again, to your point, it depends how often you clean, but what we're generally seeing is um, three, at least three months, mm. if someone gets the large start effect. Mm. Um, and then if you get the small one, yeah, two to three months, they will last. Okay. So that's uh, the smaller ones are 175, the larger ones 160, uh, 262. Um, but it's not that expensive for three months of cleaning. <laughs> plus they come in, yeah, exactly. And plus they come in these um, storage, beautiful wooden storage boxes. And then mm. we've got refills as well. And obviously the refills come in a, at a slightly lower price point mm. in a concentrated format. So that, you know, delivered straight to your door. Wow. Um, we're working on a revamping our refills program, actually, which will be um, launched hopefully in the next few weeks. Mm. But that's, um, again, taking steps to make it even more eco-friendly and even easier for people to um, to refill. So both from the um, online order standpoint, so we're looking at doing a collection, a bottle collection program where if someone um, you know opts in to deliver to, to receive a um, refill every two months or so, um, we would collect your old bottles, give you the new ones, we reuse them. So mm. trying to make it even more sustainable. Um, and then we've got some other options for retail as well. But um, yeah, yeah. yeah. And make people's lives easier. <laughs> exactly, because that's the thing. It's there's often such a um, um, you know consumer intent and consumer action sometimes has when it comes to sustainability in particular. There's often a bit of a gap there, mm. right? Yeah. So we really want to try and make it as easy as as easy as possible for people to um, to live more sustainably, to reduce plastic. So we bring it straight to your door. You can you know opt in to get a soon, not quite yet, but you can opt in to get a recurring delivery if you want. We will help you recycle and reuse those bottles. So um, we're doing a lot of the, you know, the the work now to try and enable that, mm. um, as well as doing more, you know, pop up refill stations, other refill stations. So um, yeah, just helping, trying to make it easier for people because it Very is good. sometimes a bit of too much to think about reducing here and reducing there. So yeah, yeah. Very good. Well. Yeah. Simona, Ruby, thank you so much for telling us the story of the botanist. Uh, it's amazing uh, and it's great to introduce it to people who haven't tried it before. I'll definitely be checking it out and we'd love to follow your journey in the future. We've got some here for you. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> thank Too you kind. so much for having us on. Okay, well, thank you yeah. for coming in and we'll keep in touch. Thank you. Thank you Thanks, so guys. much. <laughs> the show was powered by Zbuni. Once again, a big thank you to Zbuni who helped us bring this episode to you for free. Thank you to the show producer, Yana Kalashnikova, and editor, Alibaba. Check out our other shows on Smashy TV and subscribe to Smashy to get more business news. See you next time on Dubai Works.